Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. The start of 2023 marks a decade of market regulator SEBI's rules on registered investment advisors or RIAs. These rules came into effect in January 2013. To commemorate this landmark, Mint has been speaking to RIAs who have completed or are nearing a decade in the profession to understand their investment philosophy. In today's episode, Kalpesh Ashar, founder of Full Circle Financial Planners and Advisors, explains how he manages his clients' money and helps them achieve their financial goals. Hi, I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Kalpesh and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Thank you, thank you Shipra. Thanks a lot for having me here. So when did you register as an uh, RIA and uh, what was your career like before that? Okay, so basically I am from the first lot of RIAs since inception. So probably 2013-14 was initially when the idea was floated uh, and it became uh, you know um, mandatory for people who wanted to impart advice to become uh, RIA as per SEBI norms i have registered since then so it's been almost touching now uh, touching 9 years and since when have you been uh, practicing advice advisory investment advisory okay so that's divided into two parts uh, shipra because basically my financial career has started way back in 2005 uh, uh, going back uh, almost now 17 years and uh, Obviously, like many people, you started off as a mutual fund advisor, broke distributor, and yes. once you find your feet into the business, you understand what it is like. You understand the nuances, what people want, what are you good at. Uh, I then shifted into becoming a financial planner in 2010. So yes. since 2010, I have been into financial advisory per se. Right. So. Uh- Kalpesh, it's been about ten uh, years since the SEBI regulations kicked in. So, right. uh, how would you say has the financial advisory landscape? Uh, you know, how was it before the RIA regulations came in, and how has it changed in the last ten years? Uh, okay, see, earlier also, like in my case, as I mentioned, two thousand ten, I've been doing financial advisory. Obviously, that time the norms had not set in, hmm. but I was always a CFP, certified uh, financial planner. Who was a fee-based advisor? Okay, fee-based and talking about because that time the norms are not set in. Now uh, the difference which I feel was, you know, I'll be pretty candid about it, uh, Shipra, was that earlier it was pretty much product-oriented, you know, rather than client-centric oriented earlier. Though there was very good advice also being given that time, and it has been obviously given that time uh, this time also here as we speak. Uh, it was imparted uh, even then it was ethical by you know certain advisors certain distributors and the interest of the client was always there but the the, the defining difference is it was earlier only product oriented and hardcore financial planners who used to practice financial planning were very very far and few because the the concept of financial planning was very very nascent uh, then So I think that is a major difference which I have seen uh, in the last uh, 12 years or something. 
of my practice that because earlier product oriented now it is client centric oriented advice so when you say product oriented uh, which for the products that uh, you would be focused on earlier no so uh, as a matter of fact a disclaimer i have never uh, you know been a part of the insurance or direct equity stocks uh, uh-huh. family although as a cfp you have the knowledge of everything mm-hmm. but uh, never you know never would want to put my name as a product expert there the product expertise obviously comes from mutual funds which uh, i i claim to know a little bit more than others so uh, mutual fund was the product uh, which i have uh, over the last 70 years gathered a lot of you know momentum and information and today uh, you could say that uh, Uh, you know you are in a position to uh, define the uh, nuances of that uh, mutual fund uh, industry to the core so i think that product uh, is what i am referring to otherwise as an advisor i think cfp you know the model which is there it lets you have an uh, uh, take on many asset classes so be it real estate be it gold be it insurance be it uh, you know your uh, uh, even your direct equity so i think uh, you have a little bit of knowledge of everything and how you you collate that uh, uh, entire knowledge of other products into making a financial plan is what financial planning is all about but answering your question objectively mutual fund is the core expertise product which mm. i had then and hopefully i have now <laughs> right so that's about how it used to be before the regulations kicked in um yeah, if yeah, you have yeah. to talk about what has happened in the last 10 years since the regulations have come in how have things changed see like as i mentioned in my previous uh, reply shifa uh, what things have changed is on two fronts uh, even the entire ethical financial advisory fraternity i mean to say uh, people who are into right from distribution to advisory to planning uh, who have taken the onus of educating the clients you know being a fiduciary and in whatever way whether registered or not registered is not my question i think what has happened is it has made the client or the investor very much mature and evolved okay so you would not find uh, questions earlier uh, being asked uh, of you of uh, you know uh, i think complex uh, issues now the difference is that because the client or the investor has matured uh he is in a position to ask you those very very relevant questions yet you find uh, you know uh, those cliched or those mundane questions yet cropping up ke market ka kya lagta hai and isme kitna return mujhe kitna jaldi milega and you know uh, things like uh, insurance mein mujhe paisa kitna jaldi uh, double ho sakta hai like very very mundane and i would say uh, with due respect naive questions also but then you get on the other hand you get such evolved questions where people directly start talking about this is my goal how can i meet it okay uh-huh. what is the best route for me to get there now those are very evolved questions and now even if you see such a simple passage which we have of uh, investment the sip people are taking their own time to you know get into the markets understand they're ready to wait it out and they are more ready when they come to even uh you know uh, interview you whether they want to appoint a financial planner so they would do that and obviously internet or social media has put you on the perspective we being rias are there on the sebi list and anyone can just find us uh, you know on that uh, platform and right. make a choice a prudent choice on that 
so i think lot of changes have happened maturity has evolved uh, there always will be you know the different uh, mindsets of people you have to encounter them there will be uh, you know the white sheep and the black sheep every industry it's for the people themselves to be responsible ethical about what path they want to follow you know right so from the consumer's point of view uh what were the issues that consumers were facing back then you know back in 2013 when these regulations kicked in and what has changed on that front i think the, the, the uh, we should demark these two questions sorry to uh, you know uh, give a yeah no sure different twist to this question the yeah so the, the question probably the way i would like to answer this shipra is that uh, uh, what are the problems consumers had 10 years back and what are the problems they have now because regulations probably uh, have just been one factor in it because those problems earlier also the same problems still are there you know there is so much of work to be done there is so much of wrong you know uh, concepts wrong uh, instruments being sold even right now that uh, they were way back in 2013 the only thing what has come up right now of the last 4 5 years which you see is the uh, obviously the uh new instruments uh, which we are seeing is the you know the, the cryptos and the, the blockchain technologies and all those things where obviously those were not prevalent 10 years back you know that is the only difference where again a new creed of investment product has come over with no head no tail and people are just rushing towards it for the lure of it is where we have to give our take on it otherwise even the same concepts or the same ideas which were there 10 years back though they have evolved and improved a lot like i said earlier people have matured a lot right. but still there are many 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 products where people still blindly follow them like i don't want to get into nitpicking uh, right. you know which products are we talking about uh, so there's a lot of misselling which is still being done there's a lot of lure for fast money uh, you know which is attracting or distracting people as i would put it uh, into wrong things so that that mindset is to be changed i think uh, as the equity community or the uh, debt community as an investing nation we've got a long way to go but the change has been made we are on that path so i would like to look at that and that is where i think advisors have to play a very big role uh, in that because we are not even a decimal point anywhere to be seen in two type of people we need to address uh, in this country to make investments or make the right investments right So I want to ask you you know in the last one and a half two years uh, during the cryptocurrency wave did you have your clients uh, you know kind of pushing you to put their money in cryptocurrencies because they also wanted to uh, wanted to ride the wave and make yeah. some money So they tried their best but they could not get through Right <laughs> So how do you no. how do you like dissuade them No so it's it's simple that uh, it's simple uh, I can understand human mind always wants to make quick money and the crypto mm-hmm. wave took everyone by you know a lot of uh, attractions and now what has happened has happened people better you know uh, you know understand the facts that it is not something which is very very lucrative so my answer was simple that you are asking the wrong person okay at 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 uh, the a uh, blunt level uh, it is something that it is your money i am responsible for your money to be safe and under the ambit of a regulator which is going to govern it and surely the investment product which you are asking me is not even regulated by uh, the government itself right. so i am not going to even talk about it if you want to do it the money is yours go take a 
call on it but don't even uh, you know come back to me with the profits or losses whatever you made about it i don't want to listen to it also. Sure. so that's the best you can tell me okay okay so you know let's talk a little about your own journey so who was your first client and um, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your first year of practice as an advisor okay i love that i think i was waiting for this segment <laughs> so that is good so uh, i would i would like to you know share uh, shipra my journey as a financial planner here because uh, it's very very interesting you know and uh, uh, i would not say my first plan let's let's uh, make it my first year of practice can i do that yeah sure yeah so i'll talk about the client whom i met in my first year of practice and this goes back almost 12 years back okay now this was a single middle aged lady who was a professional okay and uh, probably who had her uh, uh, you know complete uh, her uh, finances in complete disarray okay and uh, she was earning well but uh, she had uh, a, a big big cash crunch okay and uh, she was not able to fathom that in spite of earning why she having a cash crunch and uh, when she came up to me she was telling that uh, in spite of having this uh, type of an uh, uh, income or something like that and being single obviously single means uh, uh, she had no children also you know uh, she was a, a separated uh, lady and who was separated from her husband and uh, she was managing her life now she said that she had this cash crunch and i went into her finances i onboarded her and i was new and uh, obviously with a straight face uh, but with a lot of nervousness i had to tell her that uh, she was heavily heavily uh, missold insurance okay like most of the people would be probably right. and uh, it took me a decent six months for me to convince her that uh, you know she has to get rid of all the all the garbage which she has accumulated over the last 5 6 years and uh, make her cognizant that what wrongs has she done and to rectify it i said trust me it will work out well and uh, as things then panned out showed her the right way she had not even made one investment with me thus although it was meant for financial planning the first 6 to 7 months just went into a rectification mode in fact 9 months okay before she could breathe easy with all the you know modifications we did in her uh, missold insurance policies and got her you know cash flow back on track which i feel is the nerve center of financial planning the cash flow okay and she was able to then breathe easily fortunately for her once that got cleared her incomes also rose and uh, she was then able to invest and then because no liabilities on her head she was able to put in more money and she in fact gave me a testimonial shipra wow. uh, saying that and i i love that testimonial she said in the testimonial that after interacting with me on her personal finance she was not scared of seeing her bank statement anymore <laughs> okay and she could then enjoy a good night sleep saying that i don't want to worry about my tomorrow this was after one year of being associated with a financial planner in this case it was me so uh this probably set the ball rolling for me saying that you know okay we are doing this for a professional basis but the joy which you see on a person who's come out of a shell 
and you put them on the right path is not measured in numbers so that experience is uh, which i still cherish and uh, i think that's uh, one of the proudest memories i have uh, as regards to my profession in fact that then uh, ballooned into she giving me uh, references of almost by word of mouth of almost 7 to 8 plants wow. so she herself put me on then to 7 to 8 plants you know so it's it's become a very uh, you know satisfying journey for me uh, having to see that uh, a person or the client telling me that this has been an eye opening exercise with you kalpesh so mm-hmm. once that happens uh, i feel i've done a good job and is she still your client yes she is wow so a little a little about regrets also do you have any regrets with any of your clients you know something you recommended in good faith but uh, you're not happy with it in retrospect in hindsight no so i would look at it the other way shipra uh, i would look at it in such a way that i have done the right thing but the client has uh, not appreciated or regretted it like as you say you know so so probably clients uh, which you have given them the right advice to a certain extent you know but this has been very very far and few so i would put my level of satisfaction in my profession over the last uh, 17 years of my thing at almost 95% okay so just that little bit because you asked that question the regret being that uh, probably at a point of time uh, people you know in spite of you doing all the good for them they still chase numbers you know so 95% would appreciate that uh, being with a financial planner he has put me on nine on the right path and uh, you know you have to live a life of you know bliss from money in fact i have authored a book on that of you know understanding uh, you know the purpose of your money so i tried to put that and my practice and i work in a very organic way yet there are people who say that you know uh, you know we are only after uh, beating the market returns and uh, then they are you know all over the place and uh, it's beyond your control so i think still but that lure of market beating market returns is something which you know that regret will always be there because people still want to do that uh, you know rat race always so it's not much but overall i would say forget the regrets i'm i'm very satisfied i'm still learning and uh, it's it's that far been a great uh, journey as a financial advisor and a certified financial planner right right so on that note uh, can you walk us through the growth in your practice so far uh see i would like to look at it this way uh, shipra my practice okay uh my growth has been my credibility has increased okay second thing the confidence in my uh, which i have infused for my investor my growth is there okay the practice which has grown is that the processes in, in my uh, way of dealing are very very transparent okay so my growth as an uh, uh, as a financial uh, professional over the the years in 17 uh yes i would say is that uh, i would probably have grown uh, manifold by around uh, 15 to 20% every year okay in terms of simple numbers but my growth as a person is to the power of n as an individual and that's the type of person i am okay 
so so today if uh, i have as a semi registered investment advisor i am an individual ri i'm not a corporate ri so which means that i work my my working is like a, a boutique a financial advisory firm okay i work with a certain uh, level of uh, you know advisors who work under me and it is not a, a rat race and client acquisition also or client selection i would say is as per my comfort level so i would like to work with select clients who are more or less on my wavelength and who understand what we do because that's the language i speak with everybody so even if i do my uh, you know client interactions my client meetings my client review meetings i talk in the media i'm talking to you right now i like to work in a very organic way you know so there's no no pretensions or there's no double you know talk of what i do or what i say so my growth as an individual as a professional as a, a person has been far far more satisfying than just putting numbers because obviously i'm satisfied i would like to earn more who wouldn't you know i'm not a sage or a sadhu <laughs> i'm saying i don't want to earn but now now at this uh, stage it is more about uh, you know keeping a bit of a uh, i would say a satisfaction quotient higher right yeah along with the monetary uh, return so as i told you monetary i'm probably growing at 15 to 20% every year okay mm. and for the finance industry i think even a worst time like a covid felt uh, positive for them because the market said we good people came in for your advice you know so so that was a that was a, a revelation which no one expected and what would you say is the hardest part of being an advisor oh that's a good question uh it is the part of always being ethical and being simple that's what i am i don't know about others okay others are ethical but i follow the path of simplicity now that people often misunderstand i'll give you an example if i'm allowed to okay uh it is basically that uh if i tell someone that uh, looking at your profile uh i think a normal bank fd would do the job for you now here the person who's paid you an x amount of fees for him to at times hear that this guy whom i'm paying a fee is simply recommending a bank fd for me he might just misunderstand you you know that no this is not what i came here for that's exactly that regret part which i am trying to link that your simplicity your ethics are often misunderstood okay so so being on that always on that path that you're trying to look at the benefit of the client and that is wo dawai ye patient ko kaam aayegi to wohi dawai dena zaruri hai is what i believe in it and kabhi kabhi dawai na deke bhi patient agar theek ho jaye is what i believe in. so if a certain uh, you know amount of uh, you know strictness is to be maintained i don't shy away from it right in fact many of my in fact many of my uh, you know clients say that dealing with kalpesh is like you will hear more nos from him rather than yes right but that's what i believe in it you know because i believe that finance if you avoid the mistakes then the very few good things which you do i think that will take your journey through right so that 
following that line of always trying to be you know ethical and uh, you know trying to talk uh, difficult things in a simple way i think that's really tough for many people and doing it continuously is more difficult right and how much has this practice uh, backfired in the sense that you know it, you've lost business because of it uh, because i'm sure that it's very difficult to get through this logic to people yeah so uh, generally i have lost business in fact uh, i had the, the uh, by god's grace many a times the gumption to even say no to clients who are quite inconvenient and don't follow what you are saying over a period of time so uh, if there in our i think we have a renewal or something probably in a very in a very diplomatic and obviously with the golden handshake it's better to say no to clients that who are not doing the line or who are probably not ready to you know although they pay you fees who are not ready to execute for their own betterment i think it's better left alone so uh, obviously you would not want to cut down in your business there mm-hmm. but uh, the type of profession in which we are it's better to have you know a similar wavelength be more of a friend philosopher and guide than an, you know a financial advisor to that person because that's where he'll then you know confide more in you and he'll accept your advice as well right and uh, kalpesh do you also follow your own advice that you give out to your clients and if yes then how so again as i told you i like to work organically right so as as uh, you know uh, right or wrong it may seem but i follow this on myself first and then on my clients as far as possible because i cannot say 100% but to the hilt it is not possible because everybody's life story everybody's uh, you know finances everybody's thought processes are different you cannot have one size fits all for everybody but what as i told you what i speak what i do is in principle also followed by me so you can you can take that as uh, you know uh, it works in a very seamless manner for me as well right how many clients do you have at the moment so like i said mine is a small boutique firm and an individual ai so at present i am serving in the financial planning uh, spectrum around 55 to 60 families right and how many clients have been associated with you since inception Oh, okay, so probably that could be to the region of uh, come and go. You know, people who come for random advice who have been signed up, and obviously mm-hmm. on a professional basis, uh, that could be to the tune of around two fifty. Right. So uh, you know, this number that you gave me of the number of families that uh, you know that that are associated with you right now, uh, do you intentionally don't? Uh, you know, uh, extend that line, or how is it that number, that figure? No. So as I told you, that's as per the capacity which I can manage today, as per my logistics and my infrastructure. Right. Right. Right now. So, so probably, if given, I want to extend my infrastructure, my you know, my entire uh, logistics and my entire you know uh, framework, then obviously I have to work on that way. Right now, I'm working as per this norm, so I'm always open to growth. But surely, in this advisory business, I would like to have a, a niche type of a thing. I would not like to blow it up uh, to a mass scale or something. It is more of a specialized thing. I would like to have probably in time to come hundred plants, practically. Right. 
so all the other rias who are there who are corporate rias uh, they need to have be more than 150 to be called corporate rias otherwise individual rias can have below 150 and that's where i am right so that's the demarcation delhi has kept so i'm on the individual end of it so people who have the bandwidth who would like to have that type of teams and working with them they are doing the job in the corporate rai uh, segment right uh, so kalpesh uh, since since the time that you've started uh, practicing advisory has there been a change in investors aspirational aspirations and financial goals uh difficult question uh aspirational goals and uh, as i told you see uh, they they have become little bit more pragmatic and practical uh in terms of their own uh, situation because even the last decade uh, has been quite monumentally good for indian corporates you know so uh, they have also got an increased amount of pay scales their lifestyle has improved in the last decade and probably that's where we've been in practice Right. so they have been more more pragmatic uh some of the clients you get see so it's like a it's like a you know business where you get people from all spectrums so there might be some people who are very practical to the point they are already financially aware and their goals and aspirations are very realistic mm-hmm. but then there are people who if they hear the word that we are going to a financial advisor or something their goals and aspirations are all over the place they have no they are not in sync with any financial reality at all practice so so i would say that the goals and aspirations of people more or less uh you know have remained the same but the the amounts have increased of what people aspire for because their own lifestyles have increased you know or been better i mean right so when you say amounts have increased uh, with regard to which goals so so simple your child's higher education goal right buying a house or the simplest thing is because we are living in high inflationary things their retirement planning goals in fact have become higher now than what it could have been earlier right the, the need the need to travel so all those figures have just gone up right like everything with in life right right so so there are concepts which come to you like you know people call it the fire concept the the financial independent you know early retirement guys and all those things mm-hmm. so to each his own so so at some time you have to tell them no boss this is not cut out for you like i'm talking about the aspirational so mm-hmm. way back in 2005 10 you started nobody would talk about a retirement at 40 right now as income has increased or something people would come and say that i'm 30 right now i just want to work for next 15 years and i'm call it a day now whether the financials match or whether they don't match this is a very different type of an aspiration which has to be brought down to ground reality for people that is where we come in right. so these type of challenges were not there when we started off like even in the cfp exam which we did in way back in 2009 10 or 8 9 these type of questions would not come to us then what if a person wants to retire at 40 <laughs> but uh, are, are these questions make up the exams now or not because i'm sure they do they do Yeah, yeah, they would probably, they would probably. So it's been quite a while. I have to check with somebody who just appeared. Hi. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic, or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of 
Shipra Singh Sorot and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.